No Bull. Powered by Earnhardt Auto Centers. For a premier destination near you, head to NoBull.com. Here's Chris, Crespin, and Simone. And welcome into the Wednesday edition of Noble with Chris, Crespin, and Simone. Chris Schuber back in the fold, gentlemen. I didn't get the energy. Jordan gave at least a little bit of energy on the Monday edition. I didn't he get was a, a little disappointed on me. He was a little disappointed on Monday. So, you know, I'm he over at least here said doing it. some research. <laughs> About time. I mean, at least said it on the Monday. So I didn't get anything today on the, on the Wednesday edition. Go! Good to be back. I am now. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I'm looking yeah. for. You're welcome. Uh, for You're those welcome. of you who... See the video portion of the program today. Uh, different setup for me. I'm in my childhood bedroom, which has been mocked already endlessly by Sean Crespin <laughs> in the uh, 15 minutes that we've been Why in this pre-show meeting. Uh, yeah, man. Who puts so yellow the on their walls? Right. Who's right. that do we wanna, guy? Do we want to go through? Fan? So the, the colors are blue. The colors are blue and gold. Mm -hmm. uh, in um, in solidarity with my favorite college university, uh, the West Virginia Mountaineers, mm. that I grew up a huge fan of. So they're mm -hmm. discolored after that. Yeah. And uh, okay. yeah, and I've never changed it. So that's the way that it gotcha. is. Okay. Big Any other Pat questions McAfee before fan. we get into the program here today? Yeah. Mm. No. Anything else? No. Actually, you no, know what? You guys are good? Big shout out actually to Black Rock Coffee okay. this morning. Uh, Black Rock Coffee and Gilbert. And they are not a sponsor whatsoever. I'm just going by the seat of my pants here. But on Power Road, I, I take the puppies there. Once or twice, maybe three, maybe five times a week. I don't know. Sometimes it gets a little, a little <laughs> wild. But dude, they upgraded the they upgraded the energy drink today from the normal large portion to the extra large, just off you know off a whim. So shout out to them, man. I still have so much energy huh? drink left. I'm feeling good on a Wednesday. Let's do the program. Here you. we go. Okay, thank you, Sean, for bringing the energy that Jordan lacked in the opening part of the program. I, I appreciate roll. that. Let's roll. Uh, so we're all back together again. Let's roll. Let's get this show started. A big show lined up for you. Let's tell everybody what is in the lead on the program today. This is the one they're talking about. Gentlemen, we start with the most important sport in the land, the National Football League. And yesterday we learned that a... I don't even know how to describe this because they approved a potential measure, right? They approved the potential to do something down the road. And what I mean by that is the NFL yesterday was able to approve a, a plan in place to where if games have to be canceled due to coronavirus concerns, due to teams having to miss games, they're not going to make these games up. There's going to be no week 18 to make these games up. These games are just going to be canceled altogether. And what they will do if significant games are missed is we will be having more teams in the postseason, Sean. So instead of going down the route everybody kind of thought was the easiest way to go, just have a week 18 at the end of the season to make up some of these games, the NFL says, no, thank you. We'll just add more to the postseason. We'll charge the TV networks a little bit more money for these postseason games, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next year. Here's my question. So read what they said again. If what is missed... If significant, significant, what is a sick, what, what is quote unquote significant game? What does that mean? Is that like if the Steelers and the Ravens don't get to play their second game, we have to, you know, add somebody to the postseason. Does that mean if, you know, the, the bills and the Cardinals game, two teams that are in a playoff hunt happen to get canceled. Now we have to add something to the postseason. And does that mean if the Jaguars and the, the, you know, the, the giants miss a football game, eh, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, what does significant game mean? Like, what has to happen for us to add a game to the postseason? That portion of the the announcement, I, I have no idea. I wish I had an answer for you here on a Wednesday. Uh, that's kind of what we're supposed to do here on a podcast, right? We give you some information and, and give you the latest. But I have no idea what the hell significant game means and what they're going to win when they will or will not add a game to the postseason. I think this idea is 
A little ridiculous. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't just add an 18th week, eliminate the bye week between the conference championship games and the Super Bowl, and just have an 18th week. Some teams play, some teams don't, and then you dive into your into your into your playoff bracket like it normally would be suited. I, I don't understand why that that isn't the road they're going. That seems to be the easiest way, right, Jordan? Let's not jump the gun here. I think it's a smart move by the NFL. Uh, they're just covering their own ass. No, they are. Right? They're just saying. Basically, all right, if anything happens, all right, we've, we've said um, so that if it gets down to the line and then there's, you know, teams that didn't play and it has playoff implications, they can say, hey, look, we said it, you know, uh, six weeks ago, we said that you guys would have a chance to make up that game or, or whatever the case may be. So it's smart by the NFL just to cover their own tails and, and you know, basically get out of, in front of it. And they're being, uh, you know, saying if it's a, what was the correct word? What was the word they used? Significant game. If there's significant. a, yeah, significant. if they miss so, a so significant game. So they're just a blanket game. statement. Right. Blanket statement just saying, hey, if something happens, we've, we've covered our ass here. Yeah. And I think, look, I applaud the effort to be prepared in case things don't go the way they maybe want them to the final couple of weeks of the season. But to Sean's point, what does significant mean? What does that right? mean? If the Steelers are playing a game, I don't know the Steelers schedule off the top of my head. I'm not a diehard Steeler fan like Sean is. But <laughs> if the last couple of games of the season, they're playing like the Jags or somebody, is that game considered significant because it could have an impact on where the Steelers fit seating-wise? So I think you can use a term like that, right. but unless it has some weight and meaning behind it, I don't think we know what that means because I think a team could make uh, the legal argument every game is significant in a 16-game yeah. season. We need every one of these games to figure out if we're going to go on the road or we're hosting a playoff well, game. And it might make weeks 15, 16, and 17 of the schedule a little bit interesting, right? Because if you end up having a game missed, like, oh, wow, wait, are we, we're currently on the outside looking in, but are we going to get bumped into that now eighth, eighth playoff spot because we missed a quote-unquote significant game? You know what I mean? It's It's... It's an odd way to go about it. I'll just say that. It's an odd way to go about it. But let's hopefully, listen, the NFL has done a tremendous job. They haven't lost a single game to this point. So who knows if we'll even need it? Who knows if they'll even have to go down this road? I appreciate, and I think more. You know, everybody who feels like the NFL is so reactionary should appreciate the fact that they're being proactive in this, in this instance, right? But uh, who knows? We probably won't even need it. The NFL has yet to lose a single game, and I understand they're running out of bye weeks to use, in order to move the schedule around at this point, but they haven't lost a game. I'm guessing we won't even need this. It's just an odd way to go about having a contingency plan, in my opinion. Well, one uh, sport that is dealing with cancellations, and that's the college football world. We can add another game to the list. We were already down Alabama LSU this weekend. We were already down Texas A&M Tennessee. How about you add a third SEC game to the list of games that is going to be canceled this weekend due to COVID? As we learned just before the program kicked off here, Georgia at Missouri postponed over coronavirus that's three in the sec and gentlemen we don't have to go far in our own backyard to wonder what's going to happen with asu this weekend if they're going to play football we're still waiting word on if that game against cal will be played this saturday jordan uh, i'll start here with you this is uh th this is kind of the, the nature of the season that we're having is everybody just has to be prepared for what's going to happen but you got three games down in the sec we're kind of sitting here waiting, and I think we all wish we would have the answers about what's going to happen here with ASU and some of these Pac-12 games. But I think at this point of the season, everybody's just kind of at a point where they're like, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, look, Cal is a perfect example, right? Uh, you, you miss one game, but you, you potentially could miss two. Uh, if you're in the SEC, you know, you should be happy to only maybe miss one game. It's bound to happen, I guess. 
uh, with cases surging again across the U.S. Uh, I, I heard that Denver is at capacity in their ICU beds again. So oh, wow. um, I, I guess things are, are, are getting worse. Uh, and again, you know, they have to keep the players safe first and foremost, as we've talked about several times on this show. Um, but at the end of the day, you, you try to minimize it and stay out, you know, a week, quarantine these guys for a week and get back to your normal uh, scheduled programming. So it'd be interesting to see what happens. You know, I got to tell you, the more that we lose football games and the more I think about what Coach Edwards told us last week when I was producing his weekly radio show here locally in Arizona, um, you know, the fact that, and Jordan pointed this out a couple shows ago, the fact that every football player has an extra year, extra year of eligibility, this is essentially like a free year. The more we lose football games across the board, the more this season becomes odd. I, the more I look at it like almost almost like a, a, a seven on seven tournament, Jordan, in the off season, right? Like you're you're getting in work, you're getting young kids experience, game experience. And I understand that nobody wants to just throw away a season. And I'm not I'm not saying that's what I'm doing either, but my mindset, the more that we lose football games and the more odd the season becomes, the more I look at it as simply a situation where you're able to get players experience, they all can come back. Nobody's losing eligibility. It's almost like this is elongated preseason for next year when we can hopefully get back to normal. Does that make sense? Like, that's almost kind of where my mind is going. And, you know, Coach Edwards, the reason I brought that up is because he was telling us how, you know, if you're going to look for some silver linings in this, you we're going to get a lot of young, young players, a lot of experience, and they don't lose a moment of eligibility. So, I mean, that's, that's, if you're going to look for a silver lining, you can look to that. And, you know, the more big time football games, I mean, Alabama, LSU, I mean, good God, you know, that's, that's a big football game to have just chopped off your schedule. So um, the more odd this season gets, the more I start to look at it in that, in that mindset. Like this is almost a, this is almost like six, seven, eight games of work to get you ready for next year. When hopefully we're back to, to, to a normal situation if we uh if there ever will be one again but uh you know hopefully hopefully we we, we you can look at it that way because we're just losing big football games left and right now and the whole season's kind of odd the whole thing is kind of just is what it is you have to embrace the weird so that's the that, the more we lose football games the more i look at it in that respect last one gentlemen i'm back here on the show wasn't here monday you know what that means. It's the most popular segment in Noble with Chris Crespin oh, and geez. Simone history. Do I have to hit that button? Sean, if you can, if you can give me the timer, I got 60 <laughs> seconds to talk about baseball here. And not a story I want to bring up, but uh, Tony LaRusso found, found himself in a little bit of trouble. Uh, and uh, he was arrested for a uh, suspected DUI, was charged uh, in late October with one. Yeah. Um, after some blood results came back from a arrest back in February. And apparently he hit the cop with, quote, I'm a <laughs> Hall of Famer baseball person. And then also, I think, hit him with the look at my ring because he had his Hall of Fame ring on. Hey. So, Sean, hey. I, we talked about this before the show. Do you know who I am? You should start. You got to start flexing. You know, you're a member of the Phoenix hey, Mercury Championship. Look at this, man. Respect the championship, show okay? Show that ring. 2007. Yeah. I mean. WNBA Mercury Championship ring. Respect the ring, gentlemen. Do you know who I am? Put it on. Do you know I mean, who I am? I mean. I mean, do you, do you see my ring, Sean? Pro, the yeah. pride of Center Reach High School. Hall here, of Fame Schubert. music I mean, guy you, right here. Hall of Fame music yeah. guy. I mean, Champion. are you kidding me? I mean, Champion. do you not know who I am? This cop is this just is, trying to embarrass me, Schubert. Okay, 60 seconds are up. That's all you get. But uh, Can I just add one thing know very quickly? I am? Because I know, we, you kinda, know? we were kind of having fun there. Uh, Tony La Russa, uh, not good. Bad, bad decision on his part all around. And then to try to hit him with the, I'm a Hall of Fame baseball person. Not 
great. Uh, we'll see if the White Sox ultimately the way he stick phrases with him as their it manager. Too. I'm a Hall of Fame baseball person. Do you know? Doesn't name drop. Doesn't name drop. I'm Tony Larusa. Just goes with uh, I'm a Hall of Fame baseball person. Check the as ring, if that was going to get him out of the trouble that he was in. All right, let Coming me ask you guys up, this really quick. Go ahead, Jordan. Really go quick. Go ahead. If you were that cop, would you mm-hmm. give Tony Larusa a DUI? Yes. 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 There's 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 no funny business here. And then anything, you don't mess around with stuff like, like that. And then anything I may or may not have, you know, gave him the benefit of the doubt on the on the on the report. You know, like sometimes your cop would be like, okay, you were you were criminal speeding. We'll 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 bump it down a little bit just to help you out. Any of that kind of stuff that was on the docket. As soon as he says, I'm a Hall of Fame baseball player, check the ring. I'd be like, yeah, check your ticket, bro. You're getting every single <laughs> thing you could have gotten now. That was so ridiculous. That I mean, oh, well, you mind. wouldn't you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't just throw him in the back of your car and just say, hey man, I'll take it where you need to go. You know, just keep you safe. But we're gonna no. we're not gonna be able to take your car. No, no. 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 Very, this is a very right. serious matter. To you, Sean's example, guys, if man. he was speeding. If he was speeding and got pulled over and he was doing like 75 and a 45 and the cop bumps it down to like 65 so he doesn't get charged as much, okay, that that may maybe maybe you can you can convince me of that. DUI is not it, that's not funny business, okay? That's very serious. You can get somebody seriously hurt or killed. I and think, Tony Larusa out here just willy nilly going, "I'm a Hall of Fame baseball person. Let me get away with that's, it." That's it's the part. Ridiculous. That's the part that makes me yeah. want to not help out a dude whatsoever. Check the ring. Not at check all. the ring. I'm a Hall of Famer. Coming. Coming up next on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. Guys, we got to class up the joint. It is the Noble Mid-Season NFL Awards. Ooh. We'll do it next here on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. But first, gentlemen, let me tell you about Earnhardt Auto Centers, locally owned and operated since 1951 and a proud partner of Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. These social distancing times, you, you think about buying a new vehicle, don't worry. If you want to you just stay where you're at, stay at your house, check out the Noble Express option. Just go to Noble.com. I believe it's right in the middle of the page, right at the top there. Click the Noble Express option. They'll bring a vehicle right there to your house so you can test drive it. Jordan made the correct decision. Had them bring him a Lexus to drive around for the day. Not bad. It's a good choice, Jordan. Uh, but they'll bring a vehicle right to your front door so you can test drive it. Uh, you can fill out your application, get through all the financial application stuff right there online as well. And then once you have your final vehicle in mind that you're purchasing, once the whole situation is done, Bring your new ride right to your house as well. It's the Noble Express option. Absolutely sensational. You can experience the Earnhardt commitment to world-class service and low prices that just can't be beat right there from your own home. It's the Earnhardt name. You know and you can trust it. 68-year commitment from their family to yours. Earnhardt Auto Centers and Noble.com. The Noble Express option only at Noble.com. That ain't Noble. Oh, some lovely award music here. And Dude, are guys, you, are you wearing a bow tie? You didn't get the dress code, guys. Move your microphone because your 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 road camera is not the best, so it's hard to see. You are really wearing a bow tie. Looking okay. good. That's right. We're, you're giving out awards Impressive. here, guys. We're, we're hosting the <laughs> Noble NFL Midseason Award Show. Uh-huh. We, we need to class up the joint a little bit. It. We got some fancy music. Mm-hmm. I put a bow tie on. Nobody else got the dress code. And for those of you who don't see the video portion, I have a bow tie and a t-shirt on. So it's not even like I've really classed up the joint. I've no. just put the bow tie on. It means you want to be uh, formal, but program. you still like to party. That's what it means. It's tough <laughs> to exactly be classy in for. a West Virginia bedroom. <laughs> Country road, take me home. All right, we got five awards here to give out on the program today. We start, gentlemen, with the most 
surprising player of the first half. Again, the Noble NFL Midseason Awards. Sean Crespin, yes. kick off the inaugural NFL Noble Midseason Awards. Guys, by far the most surprising player for me in the first half and getting my award. And it's hard to salute a dude in the division of my beloved Raiders. But if you tell me that you are more surprised by the performance of any other player in the National Football League beyond Justin Herbert, you are lying to me. You're lying. This man stepped in against the Kansas City Chiefs with 30 minutes notice after the team doctor tried to take out Tyrod Taylor with a needle to the lung. And he had to step in against the Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl champions, and performed the way he did. And week in and week out, he just gets better. I got to tell you, his performance this weekend, this is the first time I watched him from kickoff to final whistle uh, when, the, when the Chargers played my Raiders this week. The command he has at the offensive line, Jordan, and you can respect this being a former player, the, the, the command he has of the overall offense so quickly, this kid's going to be special for a long time, man. So, And coming out of Oregon, when he played the, the Sun Devils, you and I both working with the broadcast last year, Jordan, we had a good look at, at Justin Herbert. Wildly inaccurate with the football at times, just yeah. didn't. I mean, two bad interceptions. I was not very big on Justin Herbert coming out in the draft, and this man has done everything to prove me wrong. My most surprising player of the, of the first half award goes to Justin Herbert of the Los Angeles Chargers. Thank you, Sean. Really appreciate the presentation there. We need to keep all speeches to two minutes, though. So Sorry. if you could just keep that in mind moving forward, we got to speed this process along. Uh -huh. Jordan, your most surprising player of the first half for the Noble NFL Midseason Award mm -hmm. has been. First of all, Sean, that is a great that is a great choice. I, I think uh, Justin Herbert has been surprising, especially stepping in the way that he did. But my most surprising player goes to DK Metcalf of the Seattle oh. Seahawks. Megatron, mini Megatron. I mean, look, you guys give me shit for bringing up the Seahawks, but how <laughs> surprised have you been by DK Metcalf and his play this year? Let's just be honest. He's got 43 receptions for 788 yards, eight touchdowns. He's become a dynamic threat and an up-and-coming best receiver in the league. Uh, if he continues to develop, continues to develop his route running, um, his hands have gotten a lot better this year. His speed has been off the charts. He's been making plays left and right for Russell Wilson. He's going to have over 1,500 yards receiving as of right now. So that has been my most surprising player, uh, that weapon for Russell Wilson. I can buy that. Thank you, Jordan. I can, I can, I can respect you that. Your speech, yeah. sure. I can respect that. Schubert? I'm, Sean, I, I want to keep my speech very short because I'm with you. If you, can't, if you don't have Justin Herbert number one on your ballot, uh, also number one in your heart, I think you're doing this wrong. The, the guy only whoa, played whoa, because of whoa. a punctured Number one in lung. your heart. No, he's not. He's, no. My heart. No. He's my fantasy quarterback my fantasy quarterback um listen he came in because of uh, of an injury issue with tyrod taylor a punctured lung before the game allows justin herbert to burst onto the scene and then from there he took this team over and yes i know that their record doesn't indicate a team that's been playing particularly well but he's had them in every game that they have played this season uh, with him at the quarterback position he looks the part he doesn't look like a rookie he doesn't look flustered sean you got to see him up close in person this weekend uh, playing your raiders I've been thoroughly impressed. He's a surprise because I don't think we expected to see him as early as we did and for him to play as well as he did. Keep so it Justin short. Herbert, the most surprising yeah. player. I'm the, mm -hmm. I, I'm the host of these awards. I'll go as long as I'd like. <laughs> you do you have the much. bow tie on. Uh, okay. here. I'm the only one that dressed up. Are for you going to do a dance number? We'll keep this next. Uh, yeah, we'll have a, a musical guest here later on in the show. <laughs> Our next award, guys, and I think we can keep this one really short. Uh, the mm -hmm. coach most likely to be fired, and I think what we'll do here is I'll count to three, and then we just all name ours, okay? okay. Is, that, is that fair for everybody? Mm -hmm. All right, so on three. So we'll go one. Okay, so ready? On three. One, two, three. 
Adam, Adam Gaze. Gaze. Adam Gaze. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, so I think hey, I make a motion. We'll see something funny. Something funny. Adam Schefter actually reported on Monday Night Football uh, like a week ago or two. Yeah, this week that uh, that Adam Gase would not be the head football coach of the Jets in 2021. So it's I don't know why they don't fire him now. Just get him out. So I make a motion to change this award to the uh, the Adam Gase Memorial Award. I can do it. I can okay get on that? board for that. I can get on board for that for sure. So moving forward, the coach mm -hmm. most likely to be fired will be will be the Adam Gase uh, Award. That yep. We will give out. Okay, gentlemen, third award up here on the No Bull NFL Midseason Award. Jordan, we'll start with you. The player most likely to succeed in the second half of the year. Wow. This is a tough one because there's a, there's a lot of players that you can look at. And so with this question, let me ask you this. Is it somebody that hasn't had much success in the first half of the season? could be whatever you want it to yeah, be. Yeah, somebody who's going to over-succeed in the second half. Who do you want to have? To me, it's Deshaun Watson. You you fire, uh, you fire, uh, uh, what's his name? Get him Bill out of there. Bill, Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien, thank God they got rid of him. Look, to me, they fired him two years too late, and it hurt Deshaun Watson's development. I know Deshaun Watson had a lot of respect for Bill O'Brien and always liked him, but once they got rid of him, Houston's looked like a different team under Romeo Cornell. And so you're out of your mind if you don't go hire Eric Bieniemy and throw the bag and throw him bags and bags and bags of cash and say, please come here and help develop Deshaun Watson, who, by the way, should be an MVP candidate because he has that much talent. He's that special. But because he's had Bill O'Brien as his head coach and GM, it's just been a shit show of a team. Uh, and so I think you go hire Eric Bieniemy, but Deshaun Watson most likely to succeed in the second half for me. I'm going to surprise you Sean? guys. I'm going to surprise you guys because you know my feelings about you know my feelings about this gentleman overall. I'm not that big, but I think he's going to have a big second half. The Cleveland Browns are getting Nick Chubb back this week. He's back at practice and from all reports looks good showing the athleticism, showing the the skill set he had before the injury. Uh, when they leaned on the running game, the Cleveland Browns offense looked pretty good. And if you look at the schedule coming up, the rest of the way for the Cleveland Browns outside of a Steelers and a, and a Ravens game on the schedule. The rest of the way, they should be favored in every other game. Baker Mayfield is going to have wow. a surprising second half for people. They're not going to see it coming because they've been struggling. You got OBJ with the injury. You know, you played a game with 45-mile-an-hour wind, so his stats don't look great, and casual fans only look at fantasy football garbage. But watch out for Baker Mayfield in the second half in terms of having a surprise statistical and we, I think, and the Browns are going to win some football games in the back half of the schedule. Their schedule is not that daunting at all. But you get Chubb back, you run the football, you live off the run, and you, and you see Baker make the plays when asked to do so out of the play-action game. Baker Mayfield will be the surprise candidate, the most likely to succeed in the second half of the season for me, Schubert. So I, I think what I've learned here is as the host of the show, I need to start going first with some of my because you guys keep taking the player that I'm going with. Because I'm going... It's back! The Dwayne The Rock Johnson rock solid performer of the halfway point. Woo! Get fired up, baby. Look, I don't get too fired up about a lot of things, but when I hear that Dwayne Rock Johnson, Dwayne The Rock Johnson rock solid performer of the week music pop on, nothing gets me going. I'm sweating. I can feel it in my undercarriage. <laughs> my Dwayne The Rock Johnson rock solid performer of the halfway point is none other than... 
Russell, just kidding. Patrick Mahomes. It's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> look, I had to do it because you guys, you guys were giving me shit. But look, um, you can look at Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson, and their numbers are extremely close. The biggest number that made me go in Patrick Mahomes' favor is the INT category. Russell Wilson has eight. Patrick Mahomes has one. Also sacks. Russell Wilson's been sacked 24 times. Patrick Mahomes 11. So I think Patrick Mahomes is taking care of the football better right now. He's got 220 completions. Uh, he's, he's at 67% completion percentage, over 2,600 yards. He's got more threats at the receiver position than Russell Wilson. Patrick Mahomes is my Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Rock solid halfway, rock solid performer rock of the week. Patrick Mahomes from the top row! <laughs> and there you have it. The fourth award for the Noble We should just start NFL the show awards. Every day. It's we like the it's uh, it's just track, Jordan's Schubert. award. Yeah, get yeah it back sorry, on track. that's just Jordan's award that he gives out. Uh, <laughs> it's the you know the Jordan Simone Invitational Award, the Dwayne the Rock Johnson, mm-hmm. rock solid performer of the first half. The last award that we will give out, gentlemen, for the Noble NFL Midseason Awards, the biggest fist appointment. Biggest disappointment. I was trying to get Jordan first going half. again. Now, why don't I have the rock? We gave the award to, away. I was trying already. to get Jordan going again. I'm sorry. I didn't even recognize that music. <laughs> okay. I, we did that award already. It's Keep Patrick us on track Mahomes! here. <laughs> We've derailed the, the program. Oh, God, it's <laughs> We've derailed the program the so steel bad. Chair! Oh, my bad. The Schubert. biggest disappointment, John, as we try to class up the joint here. This is mm-hmm. why I'm wearing the bow tie, gentlemen. This is why I'm wearing the bow tie. The biggest disappointment class it up. of the first half. Don't church mm-hmm. it up, Sean. dirt. The entire Dallas Cowboys roster. Oof. And by roster, I mean coaching staff all the way down. The only man I'm going to remove from the biggest disappointment roster is Dak because he's the only one who performed worth a damn for the Dallas Cowboys from the start of the season to this point now, if you're going to talk about the biggest disappointment in the National Football League, it's Zeke Elliott. It's everybody on that Dallas Cowboys roster. The entire defense is hot garbage. The coaching staff has been outcoached week in and week out. If we're going to talk about the biggest disappointments this year in the National Football League, you can look at the NFC East and you narrow it down a little bit farther. You look straight at the Dallas Cowboys and you narrow it down even farther, man. And and that whole thing from, from Jerry Jones to the new coaching staff to everybody outside of Dak Prescott has been incredibly disappointing. So my biggest disappointment award for the first half, the entire Dallas Cowboys roster. Jordan? Uh, the injuries for the Cowboys are the reason it's been disappointing. Um, for me, this one hits close to home. No shocker here. I'm going with the Seattle Seahawks defense. What the hell is going on, man? There's 32 Come teams on. in the NFL. You know there's 32 teams in the no. NFL. You know that, right? No, there's just one, yes. John. There's are, just one. And for they are, thank you, thank you for bringing that up. They are 32nd ranked in pass defense. Uh, yep. You could put a high school quarterback out there and he would carve up this defense. They're not getting a pass rush. I mean, they don't even need a pass rush because quarterbacks are getting the ball up in three seconds. They are literally worst in the entire history of the NFL in pass defense. What the f- Mother, son of a mother, brother, is going on in that back end. Quentin Dunbar, you're burnt toast. Jamal Adams is back. Guess what? He was burnt toast last week. It's bad. It is bad. Jamal Adams, great in the run. Hey, against the run, this team's good. They're fifth in the league. But just pass it on them. You saw the Buffalo Bills. They ran the ball like six times last week. 
Good, good game plan. Let's attack them. You know why? Because they can't play any pass defense to save their life. So disappointing. Patrick Mahomes by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Rock solid. I knew it was coming. I knew it. Woo. I could feel it deep in my plums. I got a, a bluish hue around my plums. I could feel it. And my, my young son Gabriel walks in. I said, no, let the boy watch. Patrick you, just, you give him just a little bit, Sean. You play the music once, and he just goes into wrestling promo the whole rest of the segment. He just he couldn't help himself. He could not. Is it a steel help cage himself. match? You could make it a steel cage match. I think it's up to you. I don't know. All right, I've derailed the program. All right, well, Schubert. Schubert, tell us. About can I can I give out my biggest disappointment? Can oh, I get yeah, one right. award in here? That's right. Go ahead, do Please. one. That's fine. Thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm giving mine to the uh, the Minnesota Vikings. As my biggest disappointment of the first half, I think a lot of people. What the Rock is cooking? It's a steel cage match. Patrick Mahomes versus Russell Wilson. It's gonna be Patrick Mahomes. My wife in her room trying to work right now is probably so (laughs) upset. She's on meetings. She's got calls. Well, guess what? Patrick Mahomes is my rock-solid performer of the weekend. I love you. I'm sorry. You got it all out for Good. All right, anyways, Minnesota okay. Vikings. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Chris. No, no, no. I'm done now. I don't I don't even want to give out my own. All right, well tell everybody about how they can, tell everybody how they can get twenty percent off of free shipping from Manscaped and then let's let's get let's get on to the next portion yeah. of the program. I've we, derailed it we enough. We can move I along. Apologize. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're the one that's derailing the show, and mm-hmm. uh, we're going to continue on with the show next. But as Sean just mentioned, yes, I'd like to tell everybody about Manscaped, and you can go to manscaped.com, get 20% off by using the promo code NOBULL, and you get free shipping. Gentlemen, it made the trip with me. I got it here on camera. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 made the trip with me, got the charging cable <laughs> with me as well, the charging stand. It has made the journey with me. And look, we all know. It is, you know, it's a little sensitive down there when you're trying to, you know, keep things clean, trim things up. Well, guess what? With the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0, this is going to be the best shave you've ever had. Sean likes to mention all the time the little LED light, Dude, light. that helps make the process super easy. Uh, this this thing is awesome. There you see Jordan showing off the light now for you there. Thank you, Jordan. Appreciate that. Yep, get it right up there, right in, in front of the camera. Uh, this is a premium top-of-the-line shaver the battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take longer shave waterproof as well i already mentioned the led light uh this just makes for a more precise trim like i mentioned you can go to manscape.com use the promo code noble in all caps you'll get 20 percent off and free shipping via manscaped your balls will thank you all right gentlemen can we back on track can we can we can we refocus yeah. take the, the program please Oh, bow tie staying on. Someone's got to class up to join here. All right. Second half of the program. I didn't even tease what we were talking about in this Mm -hmm. segment because we just went so off the rails in the previous part of the program. But, gentlemen, late last night, I was sitting around. I'm on East Coast time. That's a a challenge enough as it is. Things are just not on when they're normally on, and I have not gotten used to it yet. But I saw a tweet from those people inside the NBA circles, Woj, Brian Winhorst, those in the know in the NBA, that the Suns and Thunder discussing a potential trade that would bring CP3 to the Valley of the Sun, bring another point guard 
to yes. Phoenix. Now, we don't know the specifics of this trade, but one would assume in order to make the money work on this deal that Ricky Rubio would be going back to Oklahoma City. Kelly Oubre's money and salary would probably be a part of this deal. So, Sean, off the, off the jump here, your initial thoughts when you saw the tweet from Woj that the Suns could be bringing CP3 to the Valley of the Sun. It seems like it's five years too late, and it seems like the Phoenix Suns are trying to make some kind of a splash for the sake of making a splash and not putting themselves in a position to truly be successful long-term. Will they be a better basketball team next year? Yep. Would they be a better basketball team two years from now? Absolutely they would. Are they going to be better than the Lakers, the Jazz, the uh, uh, the Warriors are going to be back? Go down the list of teams in the Western Conference that they're still not even going to be nearly competitive with. No, Mavericks. they're not going to be in that list. The Mavericks, yeah, with your boy Luca and so forth. What about the bubble record? I mean, they're not going to be whatever. Okay, the, <laughs> I'm, Jordan, throw the bubble record right the hell out the window because it is Why? what it is. Why? Because okay, what's a bigger sample size? What's a bigger sample size? The fact that you had twenty some odd wins going into the bubble, or eight games when you played multiple teams without their stars in an odd, you know. Tournament was it only style. eight games? Yes, it was only eight games. So you're talking about it. You God, want me to? Like more. People want me to take an eight-game sample size and throw out the 60-plus games you played going into it. Sorry, can't do that. Your roster. All right, let right... me say this. Go ahead. How good was this team when Ricky Rubio was on? They were. When Ricky Rubio was making shots. They were winning games. Yes, sure. You bring in a guy like CP3. That look what he did with that young OKC roster, brought mm -hmm. in leadership, brought mm -hmm. in a belief, yeah. some swag with yep. him. You get that into Phoenix with yep. Devin Booker, with DeAndre Ayton, and have CP3, a guy that's been in the league for a long time, go, yep. DeAndre, let's yep. go. Mm -hmm. Stop being a little B-I-T-C Right. Let's go. And, like I, and, and like I said. And I, I don't know what the hell I just said, <laughs> but I think when you get a veteran point guard like CP3, a guy that can still play, Good, yeah, good basketball as he showed. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a game changer for them. I think it'll yeah. be a huge move. And Kelly Oubre didn't even play so uh, like the last half of the season, so because he was hurt. So what you're going to do yeah, is you're, yeah, you're, I know, so, but they still look good without him. Right. So what you're telling me is you're okay with getting rid of a player that can be a cornerstone piece for you for the next seven, eight, nine years, for a player you're essentially renting for the next two years, who still doesn't put you over the top when it comes to the Lakers and so in the in the who's who of the Western Conference. Will CP3 improve this basketball team? Yes, he will. Would they probably be projected to be a seven or an eight seed in the Western Conference playoffs? Yes, they would. You're a seven or an eight seed. Cool. You get to be blown out by the Lakers or the Utah Jazz or the or the Golden State Warriors, and then two years from now, CP3 is no longer on the roster and no longer playing at a high level, and you and now you don't have yeah. Ubre. So what you're telling me is you're mortgaging the future eh, to make the playoffs for the next couple of years. That's a that's a ridiculous yes. move long term. But my thing here so, is nobody wants to come to Phoenix in the first place. It's not a destination for free agents. Mm -hmm. We have to make it a destination for free agents. How do you do that? You get into the playoffs a couple times, show that they have young talent, show that they're competitive, show that DeAndre Ayton is taking the next step, show that Devin Booker is that elite player in the NBA like we all out here in Phoenix know he is. So you go get a guy like CP3, go to the playoffs a couple years. Yeah, you might get blown out, but guess what? The next year, somebody, some free agent that's going, hey, well, shit, man, I might go to Phoenix. Phoenix is a great place to live. Uh, look, they've got CP3 there. They've got some young talent. 
hell yeah, I'll go to I'll go to Phoenix. Let's go and and start winning more because right now they are not a destination uh, in the NBA. Go ahead, Schubert, and I'll make my point. So I, I, there are a couple of things here, right? I don't know if I would if I would necessarily classify this trade as mortgaging the future, right? Because the only thing you'd really be giving up is Ricky Rubio. Uh, excuse me, Kelly Oubre Jr. Ricky Rubio and, and CP3. That that's a wash a in wash, my mind in terms right. of CP3 is a better player, now, but yeah. He's a better player, but they're both older. You're not really, you know, going to have a long runway with either guy anyway. So it's right. Ubre, and then potentially if there's a pick swap here, right? If 10 and 25, I think, are the two picks that could potentially be swapped in the first round if that were to happen. That's, I think, what you're talking about here. But I don't know. I think, to Jordan's point, and I'm going to use another sport as an analogy because it's something that hit close to home and it just happened yesterday. The New York Mets introduced a new owner yesterday. And this is a team that has went to a World Series in 2015, has made playoff berths over the last 15 years. But it wasn't until there was a new person at the top that the messaging and the opinion of that team in the grand scheme of the of Major League Baseball changed. Because after yesterday, we had reports of, of players telling their agents, go call the Mets. I want to talk to the Mets. I want to go play for that organization because I believe in that leadership. The problem with the Phoenix Suns is and always will be the person at the top in Robert Sarver. That's never going away unless he sells the team. So that is always going to be a cloud hanging over this team. So you can make the playoffs as many years as you want. You can try to make Phoenix a destination because of the weather, because of the environment, because of all these different things. But at the end of the day, it is your leadership structure that is always going to matter. So I don't think they ever get out of that problem. Not with the current makeup of the front office, and I agree with you. The best thing you have going for you is Monty Williams and the fact that he, people love Monty in the, around the league. That's the best thing you have going for you because, Jordan, if it was simply making the playoffs for a few years and all of a sudden you're going to be a destination, Milwaukee's been the number one seed for back-to-back -back years, and they have arguably the best player in the NBA. Who's going there? Nobody. We're talking about the best player in the NBA leaving Milwaukee. You know what I mean? So Do it they needs, want anybody, though? It needs to be – who's that? Milwaukee? Every, every yeah, team – has Milwaukee – Every team Ever in the come NBA out and said that they want somebody. Every team in the NBA wants free agents to improve their roster. Every team does. So uh, it's just like any other sport. But we're talking about we're talking about you know Giannis leaving Milwaukee, not players going to Milwaukee. And you're talking about a team that's been the number one seed for back to back years. So if it was as easy as just winning basketball games, putting yourself in the playoffs, and then and then you're gonna you know free agents are gonna want to come to that roster. If it was that easy, okay, I'm buying that. But I think it's a lot more, and that was the same point, Schubert, that I was going to make. It's a lot it's a lot more difficult to get free agents to come to the Phoenix Suns based off of who's at the helm with, with Robert Sarver and the and the mystique that, that unfortunately that front office has had for quite some time now. Um, you know, for me, yeah. this move, this move bringing in CP3 is a handful of years too late. You remember when Kyrie Irving was a rumor about uh, somebody the Phoenix Suns would be able to trade for? And I was screaming, yep awful fit you can't put him with booker that's not the point guard you put with devin booker devin booker needs the ball to be distributed to him and kyrie irving's not the guy to do that and the, and the player i kept pointing to you need a cp3 type point guard well now here we are talking about cp3 coming to the suns and it's yeah. a perfect fit but it's a perfect fit for two years and i'm not willing to give up the amount of assets it's going to take Ubre being the main piece schubert to to bring in somebody for a rental piece that's not even going to put me in the conversation still like it, i'm no i'm good on that trade i disagree yeah i disagree i think well, what, i think what monty williams has done for this team the past year has completely changed the outlook in the league people want to play for monty williams it seemed like the sun's organization had life in it for the first time in a while because of monty williams Going to the bubble, going uh, undefeated, damn near. I mean, it. 
how impressive was that run? Kelly Oubre didn't play in that run. And yes, is he a good player? Is he the guy that long-term is going to get you to beat the Lakers? No. 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 He's not. And so you move on from Kelly Oubre. Hey, good luck to you. Thank you for everything you've done. Thanks for representing this organization. Same thing with Ricky Rubio. CP3 comes in. You got Monty Williams. You go to the playoffs a couple years. Look what the Brooklyn Nets were able to do. Who the hell thought the Brooklyn Nets were good until they made the playoffs and you went, oh, this is a good young roster. Oh, Joe Harris is making threes left and right. Oh, wow. Okay, let's go. Kyrie and KD come over. Boom. It just It's that simple. Make the playoffs a couple years. Get CP3 there. He's a veteran. He knows how to handle success. He will be a great mentor for some of the younger guys on this team. I think it's a home run for them. Go ahead, Schubert. So I, I, my pushback there, it's the same point I made a little bit ago. The reason why KD and Kyrie went to Brooklyn was because of the belief that the front office and the ownership would support them and get out of the way. And that is not a thing in Phoenix. It never has been under Robert Sarver, and it never will be under Robert Sarver. Now, I don't mean, disagree, though? Jordan. I mean, listen, you you can just out of the look at the mean? DeAndre Ayton, Luka Doncic situation where that had Sarver's fingerprints all over it of getting involved and telling the front office who to take. You can you can just but go and look at But who knew how good Luka Doncic would be? Nobody the, knew how good the, Luka would the, be. The Everybody head... in the media, including me, including Sean, probably including you, Chris, were saying no. DeAndre Ayton instead of this unproven you, guy from overseas. Uh, no, so your head coach at the time with the Phoenix Suns, was Luca's head coach overseas? It was the perfect. Yeah. It was the perfect marriage. And if you go, if you and go, he was you, a great head coach. And if you go read, if you go, no, no he listen, was a really good head coach. If, no, listen, if you go read the, <laughs> if you go read the stories of what happened in that time frame, it was, it was, it was there. There was no way they were going to take Luca because of the up, what was going on upstairs. Like there's, there's documented and, stories here locally in Phoenix. Uh, Bickley put out a great article. Yeah. Uh, about what uh, what actually went down uh, with Luca and with with uh, with uh, DeAndre Ayton. So, yeah, there's meddling up top. There's story you can of, go of back. Of course, and, there's you... no question that he that he missed on that. There's no question. But everybody in the media was saying DeAndre Ayton is the guy. Right, but that's and not... that coach, by the way, this, fired after one year. This and, and does he get fired after one year if if he's got the guy that fits his system? But anyway, that's that's not the topic that we're in right now. With the topic we're in right now is of, of the meddling that that takes place in there, and that's only one instance of it. Um, there's, yeah. there's Do we want to bring up Jason Tatum? We can bring up the Jason Tatum situation. Where, uh, where, where Jason Tatum said, I want to play in Phoenix, and his agent told him, no, you don't want to go to Phoenix, and Coach K at, from Duke got involved and said, no, no, Jason, you want to go to Boston, you don't want to go to Phoenix. Why is that happening? That's not happening because of coaching. It isn't happening because of players. It's happening because of one guy and one guy only. Yeah. And, and here, Jordan, I'll, I'll use a football analogy, right, just to, to tie into the, to the Lucas scenario real quick. When the, the yeah. Cardinals hired Cliff Kingsbury, what did they do when they had the number one pick? They got him his guy. They got him the guy that he wanted at quarterback. They didn't stick him with Josh Rosen. They didn't stick him with somebody that didn't fit. They gave him Kyler Murray, and they moved on. Well, the Suns had the exact same scenario. They hired the coach and then didn't give him the player that would have made him successful. That doesn't come from the coach. That doesn't come from the front office. That comes from all the way up top. And that's what I'm pointing yeah. at when I list these examples but of that – you have to change the culture, and you can't change the culture if the guy up top isn't willing to move, go along with those changes. But Steve Keim believed in Cliff Kingsbury. Sarver probably didn't believe in the head coach that was there right now, so why would he give him the pick that he wants instead of saying, I'm going to get my guy and I'm going to hire a new head coach that I want to run my system? I'm, 
I'm not disagreeing with you that I think that he does a bad job of running the organization and he's probably too much involved. I'm just saying that that coach that was there with the first pick wasn't the long-term guy for Igor the Kokoshkov, in, in, in Sarver's eyes. Yeah, oh, that's a mouthful. And I just think <laughs> if if you're going to give a, a, a new head coach the first pick, it's somebody that you believe in. And Steve Kime brings in Cliff Kingsbury. He says, hey, we're going to run your system. I want you to have your guy. And by the way, Rosen wasn't the guy, as we've seen. And he admitted that he made a mistake, which is really tough to do in that level. And you'll probably never hear Sarver say that, but... Is Luka the best player, young player in the NBA? Probably. Did he make a mistake? Yes, he should have got him. And trust me, I've been the guy saying DeAndre Ayton is not the guy you want to lead the future of your program. You trade him, get rid of him, and get somebody that's got some swag, some grit, some toughness uh, that, that won't be denied. But my point being, you have, to, uh, you have to believe in Monty Williams, get CP3, Get, make it a, a, a desirable destination. CP3 goes there. He gets comfortable. Guess it, Guess what his reach is in the NBA? Hey, yo, Phoenix is legit. Phoenix is real. They, they're treating us good here. Monty Williams is the truth. Come out. Let's go. Let's 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 put a little something together out here, whoever it may be. Phoenix is a great place to live. And, and you brought up Coach K saying don't play in Phoenix. Who was the coach at that time, too? I mean, all of that stuff matters. Yes, it's from the top down, but they – this lead, this team has been trading coaching staffs left and right for the past what five years six years. Coach K is smart to say don't go there because there's 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 no uh, there's no continuity and I feel like the for the first time there is and you bring a guy like CP3 in it could change the the franchise. It, it could and and listen if if CP3 had more than probably two years left I would be more open to this but this just feels like a scenario where. This feels like a reach to try to keep Devin Booker around, to try to keep Devin happy so that Devin doesn't force his way out. That's what this feels like to me, is that they feel if they don't make a move to add pieces around Devin, that Devin's going to go to the front office, is going to go to James Jones, and is going to go to Sarver and say, I want out. And they feel that As getting CP3 is something, is something that they're able to do, is something that is yeah. in their comfort zone, and they think can help achieve that goal. Now, time will tell if that's right. And time will tell if this can work, if they ultimately end up making a deal, by the way, because the, the reports are that no deal is imminent, that these two sides are just talking. But I don't know. Just to, to wrap this up, I don't know if this is necessarily the perfect fit for the Suns. I think I get why they're doing it, and I think it makes sense from their perspective, but I don't know if on the court it's going to have as big of an impact for this long-term future of this team uh, as much as maybe they expect it to. Sean? How you feeling today on a Wednesday, buddy? You feeling good? I told you, man. Black Rock Coffee hooked it up with a big energy drink. I'm feeling great this morning. So let's go. I think I know where you're You have enough energy to make some picks? Mm -hmm. Okay. So coming up next, Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. It is a Wednesday edition of the show, which means we play The Line is Right. We'll do it next here on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. Oh, gosh. Before I whoop Sean's butt in The Line is Right, I got to tell you about my friends over at No Bowl. Uh, excuse me, at Earnhardt. Go to noble.com, Earnhardt Auto Center. Since 1951, nobody has been better in the car buying experience in the Valley, whether you're north, south, east, or west. That's always a mouthful for me. There's no better place to buy your car with the current situation, with the pandemic going, and with numbers doing God knows what. You can go online to noble.com. Go to Noble Express, the Express tab. Click it. They will literally drive a car to your front door for you to test drive for the day. They'll handle the, the application online, the financing online. They make the buying process extremely easy. I've done it myself. It was it was a great process, really easy. And I'm, not, I'm not kidding you. They literally drive a car up to your front door. 
Um, it, it's that easy. So go to noble.com, click that express tab, Earnhardt Auto Centers, only family in the Valley you should trust when it comes to the car buying experience. Uh, since 1951, they've been doing it and doing it right. Noble.com, that ain't no bull. Thank you for the game show music, Sean. It is that time of the week once again. How did Cash in with Crespin do this week, Sean? Uh, one and three. One and three. One and three? One and three? You made four yeah. picks on Sunday? Uh, I'm sorry, one and two. One and, one and two on Sunday, yeah. Back-to-back weeks of one and two, so we're, uh, we're struggling hmm. a little bit. The 500-point of fake money that I was trying to prove myself with You're over the course a of a season has diminished a little yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So here we are in week okay. 10, and I'm, I'm struggling. But we'll get there on our Sunday you know, show. It's uh, 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Yeah. Ever join us at 10 a.m. Mountain Time every Sunday for the live show. But let's go ahead and um, dive into the line well, is right. Well, I, I, you know, it is a Wednesday. Tomorrow, Thursday, Schubert comes out. And, mm-hmm. you know, I figured I'd just let everybody know. We went 3-0 last weekend. Okay. Let's yeah. get to the line is right. That's what we're doing here. I figured I'd put that mm-hmm. up. There the line everybody. is right. Okay, line is right on a Wednesday. Gentlemen, I'm your host, Chris Schubert. Sean Crespin versus Jordan Simone. <laughs> Seven games. Sean tries to get four of them right to have a winning week. Oh, what's Winning Sean overtime already. last week. Sean's already looking at the line. I've got my note card here. I'm taking score. That's all I'm doing. Wow, that yeah, was a lot of writing sure. on that note card. Jordan, Jordan coming off. Yeah, it's a lot of words for me. Jordan coming off of a overtime victory last week on the program. A heartbreaker. He stole it away from Sean. Sean had a 3-1 lead with two games left, and he blew it. It was gone just Jordan, like that. He looks at the lines before we start. I'm just throwing that out there. All right, game number one, gentlemen. I, I do not. <laughs> the Let's Colts at the Titans. Jordan, you can go first. Colts at the Titans. Champion, champion goes first, huh? Colts at the Titans. Yeah, we. Yeah. I'm gonna say uh, Colts at the Titans. Is this the Thursday night game? This is the Thursday night game. Yes. This is gonna be. Look, the Colts are playing more. good football right now. They they played the Ravens tough last week. I am gonna. What's that? They scored ten points. They played them really tough. Don't let him get your head, Jordan. He's trying to get turnovers. in your head. Uh, I'm going to say Titans are favored by three and a half. Ooh, that was the exact number Titans. in my damn head. That was the exact number Titans I had in my head. minus three and a half. Let's go Titans minus. I'm going to price this right your ass. Let's go Titans minus three. Titans oh, minus three. Sean Crespin. My, my soundboard's not working. You are correct, though, sir. You are correct. It is a <laughs> Titans minus one and a half. Titans minus one. Dude, I tell and you, the Colts are playing good football. I'll put, I'll put the dings in in post production. I'm, I'm trying to work on it here. Don't worry, I'm working on it back here, as we do this live. <laughs> Game number two. Ding. The Jags <laughs> at the Packers. Uh-huh. I go first. In Jags this at the Packers. Jags, Sean, you the go Jags first are on this hot garbage. Although they did cost they me because I, I thought the Texans would win six and a half at cashing in with Crespin. I lost that one. Damn, Jags. Uh, Packers, though, should roll in this football game. I'm going to go Packers minus seven and a half. Packers minus seven and a half. Jordan? I'm going to say Packers minus eight. Sean, you just screwed yourself, buddy. Okay. The, the soundboard's broken. Yeah, yeah, I don't you, know what don't to tell you. It's I'll, just get the, I'll put the here. dings in post-production. Yeah. I told you that. Am I putting a ding or not? What am I doing? You're putting in a ding for Jordan because oh, it's minus 13 and a half. Garbage. Minus yeah. 13 and a half. Jake Luton. For this was, one. The dude, I was way Beavers. off. Let's go, Beavs. That was go way Beavs. off. Uh, gentlemen, game number three. Score is 1-1 at this mm-hmm. at this point. We got it. Let's the go. The Bucks at the Panthers. 
The Bucks Ooh, at the Panthers. Bucks and Panthers, Jordan. Bucks at Panthers. Look, Christian McCaffrey was back. Give him a little spark. Shoulder injury, though. He looks like he's not going to be back. Hold him out. They're not making enough. the playoffs. Teddy Bridgewater is still good, though. They've got some weapons at receiver. I'm going to say Bucks minus five here. Bucks minus five, Sean. What are you going to do with that? It's not a terrible number. It, you're right. It is not a terrible number. I'm going to – I'll tell you this. This game probably going to make an appearance in cashing in with Crespin on Sunday because when you have a good football team, and the Bucks are a good football team, if they get embarrassed on national TV, which they did, usually they bounce back pretty solid in the next week. You said five and a half? You said Bucks minus five no, and a half? He said five. He said five. Let's go Bucks minus five and a half. Bucks minus five and a half, Sean. Give yourself a double ding. That is absolutely 1,000% on the money. Bucks minus five and a half Take for that. this football two game. Two one. Two one. Sean is up two to one here on the program. Wow, shocker. He game got number it on the money, huh? <laughs> game number four. Okay. All right. I'll keep that in mind. We'll watch an investigation if need be. Game number four. Jordan, uh, Sean, you okay, go first in this Bucks one. Bucks minus five and a half there. What's the game? Broncos Broncos at the Raiders. Oh. <laughs> Raiders minus 412. Uh, no, let's go. Um, <laughs> I'll say uh, I'll say Raiders minus 411. <laughs> let's, go, let's go Raiders minus. I like the four. Let's go Raiders minus four and a half. Raiders minus four and a half. Mm-hmm. Dude, the Broncos okay. always make comebacks. I don't I don't know what it is. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Broncos uh, plus four. Oh, so you're, you're half pointing me here. So, okay, so wait a minute. Yeah. So you're going, you're technically going Raiders <laughs> minus four. Yes. Sean went Raiders minus four and a half. Is that yes. what happened there? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sean, you are you are correct. It is Raiders minus five. Raiders minus five. You can give yourself a thing in the post production. Dude, this po- guy's looking at lines, bro. I'm going to watch I was okay. off. Okay. You want to? I'm All just, right. listen, this is the I'm most. Not, I'm not in Arizona, so I can't really. I good control. character. Since we started this program, this is the most, because I'm doing the cashing in with Crespin thing, this is the most I've ever paid attention to, like, how gambling side of things work. So I'm just getting better at it. Just give me some credit here. I don't uh-huh. need an explanation. All right, let's go. I'm up 3-1. 3-1. Let's game go. Number, game number five. This mm-hmm. is for the win for Sean. The 49ers at the Saints. Jordan, you go first. 49ers at Saints. Gosh, 49ers are banged up. Nick Mullins. They had... No receivers last week. This has got to be uh, Saints minus six and a half. Who I had? I'm gonna, I think it's higher than that. I'm gonna go Saints minus seven. Sean, are you 100% sure in your guess? Would you like to change right, it before? No, I... no, 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 no. I think it's higher than six and a half. Let's go. Let's go seven. It is Saints minus nine. Sean oh, Crespin back go. in the winners let's circle. Let's go. It only took me five games. Four one. The gentleman sweep from Crespin this week. How about that? Dude, look, I am I am laying out absolute great lines, and Sean just one-ups me every time. <laughs> we should make – first of all, I'm launching an investigation into Sean's lines, and, uh, and we're going to have to tap into his brain oh here and God. find out when he looked at these lines. That's all I got. I'm upset, man. Wow. Okay. So a uh, just to, just to let everybody maybe if you're just joining in this part of the program, mm. uh, Jordan Simone wants an investigation launched into Sean Crespin's victory this week. Stop um, the count, please. Stop the count. 
Stop the count. <laughs> no, no. Jordan wants to keep counting. No, no, Jordan, Jordan needs you to keep counting. Stop the count. I'm up 4-1. Stop I, I, the count. Yeah, John wants to count. I think, it's, uh, I think we're 2-2 two and two overall now. I think so. I think so. Hey, yeah. this, is, this has been a heated battle uh, every yeah. Wednesday here on the program, mm-hmm. so always good. All right. Uh, as everybody knows what to do, follow the show on Twitter at Noble underscore podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Shoe Radio. You can follow Sean at screspin 2 Follow Jordan at Jordan Simone 38 And Jordan Simone. What does everybody need to do? Subscribe to the show, brother. Yes, you can You can do so. A little Hulk Hogan there. The you can Johnson. do so. Anchor, podcast, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, wherever you get your podcast, you can subscribe to the show so you know when these shows instantly go up. We'll be back on Friday. It's a football Friday on the program. Gets you ready for the college football and pro football weekend as well. It's Patrick Mahomes. I, I could okay. see it in Sean's eye. He wanted to play. Yeah, Sean was ready it. to I couldn't to get the, the music. Buttons, he could get it. I know. Look nope. at him. He wanted nope. to play. Nope. I could tell. We put him on the spot. It, okay. Let, let's Look just let's face. just wrap this up before Hit we go 18 more minutes. Yeah. 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 What the rock is cooking. Have a great day, everybody. Patrick Holmes, <laughs> rock solid performer of the halfway point. You go be a rock solid performer of your life for your family, for your family's family. All right. I don't know. That's it. That's all I got, man. I'm I'm tapped out. We'll talk to you on Friday. We'll talk to you on Friday.